0: The Dragonry Red is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club.
1: Did you know that armadillos refuse to drink after other armadillos under any circumstances? And that includes themselves. That's right, an armadillo will only drink from a cup once, which means that every armadillo has just a tremendous number of waste cups lying around their house. Yeah, it's it's very ecologically unsound. Yeah.
0: For more armadillo-related facts to find out how you can access episodes a day early and to check out our other podcasts visit us at patreon.com/armadillo podcasting club
2: The wheel of time turns and ages come and pass leaving memories that become podcasts Hello there, welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake.
0: I'm Alice Sullivan. And
2: I'm Nick Sparkman. And today we're going to cover chapters, just the first prologue. Prologue (laughs) all 95 pages. Yeah, of Knife of Dreams, book 11? Book 11, yeah. yeah. Wow. We've made it there. Yes, this is
0: my God.
1: (laughs) We're not (laughs) even halfway through. Look back to that first season, and we were so young then. (laughs) Yeah, the last three books are actually longer than the first 11 books combined.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds right.
1: Previously, for reasons that remain a mystery to us all, Perrin continued to attempt to rescue Fahil and her entourage royals from the clutches of the evil Shido. It's so
0: mean. I know, every time. I mean.
1: <laughs> he goes real dark with it, though. He's torturing prisoners, throwing axes at trees, possibly even allying himself with the Shanshan. Uh, Apparently that's going around because Matt is also cozying up to the Shan Chan in the form of Tuan, the heir to the Shan Chan throne, and his apparent future wife. He's on the run from the rest of the Shan Chan, but Matt is not going to let that get in the way of a little romance. (laughs) Even Rand is ready to join up with the Empire of Slavers for some reason. Fun times! Uh, Meanwhile, Elaine is super pregnant with the twins, uh, but she's got a throne to win. Egwene is somewhat unsuccessfully laying siege to Tarvalon, but her Quindelar Etsy shop is making bank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that just means it's time to pivot your business, you know? I mean, go where the market leads, that's all. Uh, why is she trying to capture Tarvalon? She could be running a Quindelar yeah, factory. She you know? could be the Quindelar of Quendilar. <laughs> isn't, mo- isn't that much better than the Amalyn seat? I think so.
0: She could mm-hmm. be making Quindelars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But no, she decides that she wants to be the the king of a bunch of shitty Aes Sedai instead for some reason. Um, But that's all interrupted when she's captured by the White Tower. Considering the book was over 800 pages, you'd have thought more would have happened in it, but it just didn't. (laughs) Uh, as for our other main characters, Night Land are still chilling with Rand, Moraine is still portal goo, and Bella, with a confirmed sighting, is still chilling outside Tarvalon. Yes, she did carry Egwene into that ambush, but I feel like Bella knows that it wasn't her fault and has already moved on, hopefully just kicking back and eating some really nice oats somewhere.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, we got an email from someone that said they liked us in real life. Oh, really? Yeah. Look, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's it's the, the fact first, a thing that, that said we're just so likable.
1: That's the first time that's literally ever happened to me. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must be really great for you. <laughs> I mean, it, I, honestly, like, I, I, I'm I, going to take some time to process it because I've never felt this way before. It's fantastic. We've been asking him to do it for like a thousand episodes or something. Yeah. <laughs> somebody to actually like me in real life.
0: That's what they said.
1: I know. I, I think I'm likable, but apparently, you know, not so much.
0: I mean, they did send the email to me.
1: Oh, oh! so maybe it wasn't me. Yeah.
0: Alright, well... <laughs> at least somebody likes you, Alice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
2: so, we should begin with the best way that there is to judge a book. By its cover.
1: <clears throat> Judging from the beard and the ample bosom, this must be Perrin. Which anyone who would agree is a truly excessive pile of maps in front of him. <laughs> That's a lot of maps. He well, just likes maps, you know?
0: Wait, yeah. which one's... Which... It's
1: the, it's the guy in the middle with the the lace shirt,
0: the the pirate shirt. Yeah, like, that's w- supposed to be Perrin. Yeah,
1: where his shoulders and chest are bursting out of it because he's so barrel shaped.
0: He looks like he's like in his forties. He looks like the smallest person there. He well, does. I mean,
1: he is next to Gall, who is a giant. Oh, know? is that Gall? It's gotta be right. He looks
0: awfully pudgy for an Aeol. Oh wow, Alice. <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> does. Know? I always thought of the Aeol's as being like. You know, really spare, like with not a lot of fat on them or look, anything. They're just all lean muscles. Look,
1: they're in the wetlands now. Okay, you know he's 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 been able to yeah. eat four square meals a day. He's, 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 calls he's letting, letting himself go.
0: Yeah. yeah, water weight. Yeah, <laughs> first time in his life. Yeah,
1: yeah. you can tell Fayle's been gone for a while because the decor in this place is hideous. It's like tassels <laughs> everywhere. This backdrop with what I guess angry cranes on it. Yeah, he looks like he lives in a rug shop. <laughs> this is a mess. Yeah, and I guess that's barrel Berlaine. Yeah. You know.
0: I, you,
1: well, actually, well. So whoever it is we don't know but uh, he's like clearly having a fight with him right he's like flexing to show dominance right Yeah, he's yeah. gonna start howling yeah uh, maybe
2: there's one of those grey men that we can't see and he's got him in a headlock <laughs> <laughs>
1: The invisible guy. And then there's, of course, this guy with the mustaches behind him. Uh, some yeah. commander. I, I honestly can't keep track of all that's the random that dudes that roll with
2: him. That, that's that guy that's always with Perrin, and he's always like, we, we should go do more stuff. And Perrin's like, shut up. And Aren't
1: Perrin, there two of them? Aren't there two guys that are like that? One of them is, is Barrelane's commander, and one of them is the... Right,
2: yeah, but the Bear, this is the Aleandre's commander, I think. Okay. The Barrelane's commander, he listens to Barrelane. And there's an Ashaman over there.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if you're having an argument, you want to have an Ashaman Because it never hurts to have... A guy, he can just say, oh, you do make an interesting point, but did you know my Oshman can pop your head like a grape with his mind? <laughs> I just thought it, that was worth mentioning, so <laughs> right. tell me more about why you think I'm wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's let's include my nuclear weapon here in the conversation.
0: <laughs> he looks very suspicious. Yeah, what is that? That's just random, like, carpets with tassels hanging around? That's just huh?
1: the way Perrin decorates now. Huh. But, anyway. Anyway. So,
0: All right, now that we're done shitting on Daryl K. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, he's got his money. He's <laughs> yes, happy. We're right? like, Daryl okay, suck." Sorry. <laughs> oh, Not
0: good. So sour?
1: Okay, Daryl, oh. K. sweet if
2: you're listening to this.
0: Check, check it out,
1: out. <laughs> the podcasting.
2: podcasting Club. Nice. <laughs> so, the prologue. Embers falling on dry grass, like on kind of the wheel of time. Uh, I'm getting a little fed up with these prologues that are like fire themed, you know, embers, or, or flames, or flickers, or whatever. No, 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 oh. see,
0: so you don't understand because that means it's dangerous. <laughs> fire represents danger. Yeah, just remember,
2: fire, bad. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 like, of course, it's to imply that this is. These are hints. These are all events that are going to lead to a great metaphorical conflagration. But this is book eleven. Come on, where's the fire?
1: <laughs> it's coming. Just look, it's coming, Jeff. You know, we still got. 400 more books or something like that, so (laughs) the the far will come.
0: But I, I am excited, though. In literally the very first section of the prologue, more happens than happened in the first like three quarters of the last book. Absolutely,
2: so. it, it feels like all the stuff from the book that was supposed to be in the previous book, like, slopped into this prologue. Yeah,
0: I'm kind of curious why they didn't just cut out some of the stuff from Crossroads of Twilight and put in the shit from the prologue.
1: Yeah, this is so long you could break it into several chapters and just throw them on in there. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, I, I mean, we mentioned at the beginning this is the prologue is 95 pages, but I actually. Really done this prologue. I'm, if I'm being, we'll we'll talk about it in more yeah, in more well, detail. I'll, I'll but like, say, yeah, it,
2: I I thought it was like kind of the best and the worst of Robert Jordan because some of this stuff is banging and some of this stuff is terrible. <laughs> but it was it was overall, you know, it was good. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like the last prologue. If we can like compare prologs, we can make a ranking of our favorite prologs. <laughs> well,
0: the last prologue didn't it end up being like over a hundred names were mentioned or something yeah, insane like that? like that? Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. This one wasn't that bad.
0: Uh, not as bad. No. So
1: we start with Galad. Yeah, the, the one I forgot about and didn't super care about. Right. Yeah, should
0: we haven't, when's the last time we heard from him?
1: We, yeah. We've heard of about him, but well, not had a chat with him. Well, yeah, I mean, the last time we heard from him was when he
2: ran into Nynaeve and Elaine when they were hiding. And he was all like, I'll help you hide, but you
1: got to get away from the White Tower. Oh, yeah. Remember that? That was yeah. the last time we saw him, but I remember there was, uh, I think it was actually in the last prologue, now that I think about it, when, when it was... Um, from the perspective of the this lord commander Valda who was like oh i don't care about Galad anymore cuz i don't have i can't bang his mom you know something like that He's you like <laughs> he was like oh this lord that i just like brush aside cuz he's not good leverage anymore remember uh, he right, something right, like that. right. Oh,
0: okay so
2: um, Galad, speaking of valda uh is going with like like kind of a, a roster of the white cloaks whose names we know he's going with dane Bornhold and Bayar and uh trom yeah uh, to go meet with valda
1: yeah he's um uh, he's we and we do. These are actually people that we we know about. They're actually important people, right? Yeah. Like Borthal. That's the son of, Caiaphas uh, Borthal, who was defeated at the um, at fall. At Falm, Right. Right. And and Bayer is
2: he, that guy's right hand guy, who now is the right hand guy of Dane for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. Galad has actually
2: collected people that we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Byer is like, he's like a crazy psycho torturer guy, but. Like now knowing what we know about the White Cloaks, he's mid tier, right? He's, yeah. he's not even the,
1: like he's not even like the worst. yeah, not even like the top ten worst, you know? <laughs> right. Which is not to say he's good. He still sucks. But you know, I mean if you're comparing white cloaks, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, apparently the white cloaks are working for the Shan Shan. Did we know that? Yeah, so it was it was rumored that they that uh Eamon Valde was allying himself with the Shan Chen, but this is again the the first like direct I think this is the first direct reference we've had to it okay
2: yeah so uh, they roll up on Amon Valda and uh, charge him to a uh, trial by combat for raping Galad's mom yeah mm-hmm. I know like, which he did of course yeah they're,
1: yeah they're ready to make some noise I, I, there's like a full page description of the bling that that Valda is wearing including and I, I had to read this twice he's wearing a giant gold ring over his gauntlet <laughs> yeah. so he's got a gauntlet with a ring big enough to go on his gauntlet that's a big <laughs> ring <laughs> ridiculous
0: yeah, he traps him in the world's most obvious trap. Well, let's say I had this friend who was, you know, <laughs> I don't know.
1: And Galat is right yeah. there with him. I mean like did I, I mean, Valda had to seen this coming, right? Right? Well, yeah. He's kinda like like
2: I'm here to kill someone for raping my mom and Amons Valda like,
1: Whoever that is, I'm on board with killing them <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, Okay, what's you? He's like, No, <laughs> Yeah, and it seems like everyone has trial by combat, right? Like every yeah, single is, culture has trial by this combat. Is
2: such a dumb law.
1: Yeah,
0: it is. But that was a banging scene because one of my absolute favorite things was when Robert Jordan does the descriptions of the different yeah. sword moves. It, so, was, yeah. cool. it, it was, was really cool. It was really cool because cool, like, just the words—in few words—he can convey. Like I can even see it, and I know literally nothing about sword fighting.
2: Yeah, it's so neat, and they're they're both sword masters and I liked right before the fight Bayer gives Galad some advice about Valda and basically says Valda fights like an asshole he's gonna try and stab you in the foot dude <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Galad's like sure enough he's trying to stab me in the foot yeah
2: Galad's thinking like well I don't stab people in the foot that just doesn't seem sportsmanlike. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay Galad
1: yeah yeah well for what it's worth like Galad calls him out and Valda totally accepts the challenge like I, 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 I all I can figure is that he doesn't realize that Galad's a badass with swords you know yeah, uh, or maybe it's because that heron Mark Blade makes him feel saucy. I don't know. You know. Yeah, it's, it was.
2: I thought it was really weird because you know, at, going into it, Galad does the whole flame in the void thing, like the Zen centering to make himself like the the ultimate warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess that's kind of a swordmaster thing. But Amon Valda is a swordmaster apparently, and I cannot imagine him doing that. Zen oneness thing, right?
1: Maybe not every swordmaster does that. Maybe maybe Amon Valda used to do that, and now he's like you know lazy yeah. i don't know yeah i don't know he does he certainly he's certainly still an effective sword fighter like galad doesn't this isn't a slam dunk for galad at all i
0: yeah. wonder if there's a connection between that and whoever trained tam and turned him into a sword master since he had the right. and Mark blade too and mm-hmm. he taught rand
2: maybe it's some kind of like andoran style or something maybe it could very well be cuz they
0: yeah. both
1: learned in andor right yeah and, uh, yeah, he talked some shit going into it. Eamon Balda, like, walks up is like, I wish I could bone your, bone your mom again. And I was like, dude, uh, dude, I know.
0: Sorry, your dead mom's dead.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, he does say, though, is like, but she's not She's not dead. And I'm sad if she's dead because I loved raping her.
1: Yeah. I, wow, dude. Uh, yeah. but either way, I, I, this, like, like you said, this fight is super cool. Yeah, mm. I, I loved it. Like, this is. If I could have picked a Jordan opener, this would have been it. Like, a, a, jo- a Jordan fight scene is, like, awesome, you know?
2: Yeah. And Galad wins uh,
1: by just being a better sword fighter. Yeah. And apparently he Ball gets up. that sweet-ass Heron Mark Blade because he won. I didn't know that. Yeah. And right? he's
0: also now Lord Captain Commander.
1: That's another weird law. That was a weird... That was sketchy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Okay, they, they did say this hasn't been done in 400 years, so, like... That, that cannot be
2: the rule, right? If you, if you kill, like... Who was the last guy? Pedrin Nial? That guy wasn't a... He was old. He wasn't a swordmaster. Yeah, Yeah. Like, you just win, a, win in a sword fight, you get his job? Well,
1: it, it's specifically if he rapes your mom or something, I think. <laughs> right. But either way, all the white cloaks there, who apparently most of them just hated Valda. He, he didn't seem like a super
2: likable dude. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, they all sort of team up with Galad now and say, okay, you're the boss now, boss.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, uh,
2: including the, the guy... There's a guy there who
1: I think outranks Galad. Trom yeah he, he, no he did he does yeah absolutely this is the trom is the one who has to bring the challenge because trom is one of like the four captains of the white cloaks, and he's Galad's boss
2: right that that felt a little bit to me like this is one of those deals where the leaders get hanged and the the lieutenants go free so trom is like, yeah, you're the leader now boss let's see how this goes
1: oh maybe yeah <laughs> either way like Galad starts to essentially seed sow some seeds of not crappiness among the children of the light yeah right? he, he he says
2: He says basically like, this. well, we're going to have to fight the last battle, which means we're going to have to team up with the Aes Sedai, and I'd rather team up with the Aes Sedai against the Shanshan, which I kind of felt like this did not seem like the same Galad that we knew from before. That's
0: what I was (laughs) thinking too. For a while, I actually kept thinking Gawin, because Mm -hmm. Galad was always supposed to be such a fascist.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 If you had told me 15 pages ago in this book (laughs) that I was going to come away from this thinking like, okay, Galad's not that bad, I'd have called you crazy, but... Yeah, he kills Eamon Valda, and now he has the white cloaks agreeing to ally with the Aes Sedai. Does not seem very Galad-like, but okay, sure. Yeah,
0: because right. it's, it's, I have this, white cloak law says it is allowable to ally with the serpent to fight the raven. But like, that doesn't seem like Galad. Like, he was such a by-the-book, you know, it, everything right. was... Uh, uh Everything was
1: black and white to him.
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, this would is say, interesting.
1: he would say, fight the serpent, then fight the raven. You know, the exactly. old Galad, right? Right, right. Yeah. So
2: maybe there's a character arc we
1: missed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happened off screen. That, that's good. He was a prick. So yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. I, this new Galad is way better than old Galad. I'll take it.
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: Right. Uh, hopefully, he's still I, dreamy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, sure yeah, he is. Sure.
0: Gladly going to fight <laughs> <with> Sean Chen. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's
1: pretty good. That's pretty good.
2: <laughs> so then we cut to uh, Rodel Itralde. The Wolf of a Rad <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> What is he? One of the like four generals? Is that what it is? I the th- four or five? I think,
1: five. I think there's five yeah. it, it, plus Matt plus maybe a couple of. You're not no, yeah, not counting Matt. Nobody knows about him yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the the top generals and one of the top oh, commanders. But Neal is dead, so now it's four. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right.
0: Wait, who's the fourth? So uh, there's
1: Gareth Bryan. Right. There's Pedroniell who's dead. There's, yeah. There's um what's the his name? The Saldan guy. Yeah, uh, the guy who's working for Rand. Vial's dead, dead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bashir Bashir Defram Yeah Bashir Oh yeah and the, the guy from Shinar uh Agelmar
0: Oh that's what I was forgetting okay Agelmar Yeah
1: yeah I forgot about him too right Okay But where, where is Agelmar right now is he is he riding with that group that's over by uh Camelon Yeah he's with the borderlanders Okay mm-hmm. cool
0: But anyway Rodell itteraldi and his terror boners <laughs>
1: that's right yeah. terror boners
0: terror boners you know
1: you know what come on people <laughs> hold on let's get it together terror boners is a way better name than the, the golden tor- honeybees I'm just saying. <laughs> i
0: was just gonna go for terabiners oh. <laughs> uh, we could be terabiners or we could be terror boners
1: <laughs> i mean if you get to pick right
0: <laughs> and what's the name of his horse Steady?
2: <laughs> yeah, something like that. Steady. Sure. <laughs> so he commands a raid on a Shanshan supply camp.
1: Not before taking a moment to critique the Shanchan like, layout. He's going <laughs> to leave them a scathing Yelp, Yelp review on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but whatever the garbage state he found in, he's going to leave it a whole lot worse. Yeah, I know.
2: Uh, there's this super sweet battle. You know, this whole feint where he sends the the terror boners in, <laughs> in the wrong direction, and then he rushes in, and they burn everything. And they, Oh, and they, yeah, he just like mows them down with uh, arrows. It's it's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he draws out the leadership and their Aes Sedai, and, and he kills them with long-range
1: weapons. Yeah, they never stood a chance against the wolf.
0: <laughs> did, did y'all catch that weird thing that happened, though? Because he was worried, because it looked like some civilians were going to get mowed down, and he was like, well, this is inevitable, so I'm looking away. But then when he looked back later, he didn't see any of their bodies. I,
2: I didn't realize what that was at first, but I think it's
1: ghosts. Oh. oh! Oh!
0: Oh! Okay! Oh my God! I've been saving this for like three months. Okay, so and I was listening to the very, very last podcast in preparation for this a while ago. Okay, so Matt meets yeah. one of the ghosts, right?
1: Uh, wait, Desi? Matt?
0: Yeah, Matt meets a ghost. A, some where does he meet the
1: ghost i sorry i I didn't read this. i didn't listen to it i don't
0: (laughs) don't remember but he that's not important the important thing is the joke i'm setting up for which is not actually that funny now so he meets a ghost and this was the third time that somebody had met a ghost in that book Mm. why did i not say that that was the ghost encounter of the third kind oh
1: that would have been good saving yeah. that for
0: months i was thinking about texting you and having you put that in your <laughs> head, but i was like no i'm saving that joke
1: <laughs> that's pretty good that's so pretty you good. think it
0: was more ghosts people who got mowed down but then they just weren't there it's
1: the only thing that makes sense i thought maybe it was they were sean chan leadership and they don't that like the the soldiers would ride around them and just like you know Like, they wouldn't mow them down. I think it was implied that you can't just ride around them. You would just... just, There was not space to do that. Yeah. 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 Then it must have been ghosts. I don't know what else... So That's weird.
2: Whatever this ghost thing that's happening is, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... I wonder, it, it occurred to me that if you could just take out the Rodel Itiralde scenes from all the prologues and stitch them together, that would be a pretty good book. Yeah, yeah, we, like,
0: I, I read sweet. that. We've only
1: seen this guy like half a dozen times, but it's all like all fire. And yeah. he's cool
0: too, he's got like a ruby ring or ruby earring or something, and he wears a little yeah, like, half moon patch on his face. His
1: beauty patch? I like, I forgot about that. Just because I'm
0: going into battle doesn't mean I can't look fly as fuck.
2: <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he. We learn about his scheme. He's triggered a whole bunch of raids like this on the same day, the same morning, all across Tarabon. Mm-hmm. and it's it's all part of a whole plan to like lure the Shan Shan into chasing him back to Arad Doman for some reason, where his yeah. real trap will be sprung. Yeah,
0: uh, I read that and I rolled my eyes. I was like, "Really? Are we going to get another trap we can refer to for like an entire goddamn book uh, and then find out what it is? We'll, we'll probably find out
1: about it next book. <laughs> okay. Yeah, or maybe like you know in the, in the final book or something. Right." Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, his, uh, his, his decoy army uh, runs off, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's true. But they're locals, you know. He,
1: he kind of didn't expect them to stick with him that long. And sometimes a wolf has to ride alone. <laughs> it's true.
0: Wait, wolves ride? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, they ride other wolves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Wolf I
2: mean, riders. Well, you need to travel fast.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> four lights better than four, right? <laughs> It's true. But yeah, he's, and he's got a plan for that. And if the, if the trap doesn't spring, then he's got another plan for that. And he's got plans with that.
1: Yeah, spin series about this guy. And
2: me? he actually said things like, I've got a plan for everything. Everything up to, it, it, everything except if the Dragon Reborn should appear right in front of me. Which seems like that might be something that's going <laughs> to yeah, happen. Yeah, I mean,
1: you don't say something like that, right? That's, that's like in a horror movie, you don't say, I'll be right back. You know, it, yeah. In this series, you don't say...
0: I'll never meet the Dragon Reborn.
1: Yeah. yeah. right. So then we cut to
2: Suroth. Uh, who is reflecting on how much that one night from Matt has completely screwed her over.
1: <laughs> I know! Oh, okay, so, by the way, I, I fucking hate Soros. She sucks. Like, she's a dark friend, and she's a strong-chance slaver. Yeah. He's horrible. So, yeah. like, I'm glad bad things are happening to her. But, man, that that night <laughs> Matt just snuck out and yeah. blew up Ebu Dar on his way out. Oh, yeah, man. He, he wasn't even trying to screw her up, but he just... He just ruined everything in her whole life. Oh yeah,
0: he just spread napalm all over that. <laughs> yeah, and
1: she has surprisingly little information about what actually happened that night. Like she's she's like guessing, it, which I mean, kind of it's kind of hilarious. Really, she's not she's not even nearly that close, right? Yep, yeah, she got matted. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, And there's various politics going on with her. Apparently that story about Tuon and the goldsmiths wasn't planted by her. you guys remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, do, I have no idea what that's about. Yeah, I have no I, idea. Presumably we're going to find out at some point. Maybe Tuon had wedding, had wedding bands made already, and then we're going to find out in like two books. Or uh, yeah, it's
2: probably something like that. You're yeah. probably
1: right. Uh, but yeah, Tuon's fate, speaking of, is directly dictating hers, apparently. Uh, she keeps thinking about how if something happens to Tuon, she's going to have to go... Apologize or or what is it? Yeah, something yeah,
2: like yeah. We'll go apologize, but that probably means tortured and murdered. Yeah,
1: um, um, and then Leandrin comes and meets with her, who, who is her personal slave now.
0: Yeah, I have to decide who I hate more.
1: Honestly, yeah. I I mean I'm kind of bad. I'm kind of happy with both of them having a terrible time. You know, yeah. <laughs> I hope they make each other miserable. It feels it like Robert like Jordan really do. doesn't like Leandrin because nothing good ever happens to her. Yeah, yeah. You she's know. still super shielded, and now she's still super a slave. Mm-hmm. And apparently, she's making messes and doing murders. I don't know. She killed some random she, person. She killed
2: Alwyn. Remember, like
1: no, you, do I don't Leandrin, remember. That that was Seroff's voice,
2: and like the way the the lords work is they use their twinkly hands to talk to and the voice talks, so that they don't have to sully themselves by talking to people. Yeah, but it, do we know so now she's, she's dead? Yeah, okay, that's the story. Because <laughs> because Leandrin killed her.
1: It's it's funny. Um, Seroff has this like thought to herself about Tuon. Disappearing on purpose, which apparently she, do, she does, she has done frequently uh, in the past, but she's always done it with a purpose and with a very specific target in mind. And I was like, Matt is so screwed. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two on's after him. Yeah. Like, this is why she disappeared. She's after Matt. But then uh, she goes to meet with a general Galgan. After um, sending Leandron off for a beating, to, you know, just for fun. Right, yeah, because yeah. fuck Leandron. Yeah.
2: And he reports this crazy raid by Iteralde. And the free Taraboners.
1: Yeah, the wolf got their attention, apparently.
2: Yeah, it totally works, 100%. And uh, I just want to say again, I love this guy.
1: Yeah, fuck him up, Rodell. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. The, the, it makes Surath's day worse in any way you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Surath completely bites on this bait, 100%. Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. Like, the other guy, the general's like, maybe we shouldn't, like, you know, send all of our forces after this guy.
1: And Surath's like, no,
2: screw that. Send all the forces Spring every trap.
1: Yeah. And they're like, hey, well, maybe not all of them. He's like, no, all of them. Uh, we also hear that Galad was successful in peeling off most of the white cloaks, apparently. That's just another another thing that's fucking up Surat's day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we had all these white cloak allies, and now they're all going away. <laughs> yep. And uh, then, Surat gets a visit from
2: Samiraj.
0: Hey!
1: You know, if there's anything we've learned, it's that a visit from a Forsaken rarely goes... Uh, yeah. That well for the dark friends. It, and Simiraj is not one of the nice ones either.
2: Absolutely. This is maybe like bottom, like the bottom of the list of the ones you want to meet. Yeah. She
0: hasn't spent a lot of time. We haven't met, spent a whole lot of time with her, have we? We yeah. haven't, but every yeah. time we've
1: seen her, she's torturing someone because yeah. she likes to torture people. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. terrifying. That's kind of her deal.
0: And yeah,
2: it occurred to me that being a
1: high level dark friend is kind of like
2: office space. Like you have all these bosses
1: <laughs> and they're always checking in with you and giving you conflicting orders. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And you can't, you have to do what all of them say because if you don't do what any of them say, they're going to murder you. You're dead. Yeah. yeah.
0: And your entire family. But in, in this
1: case, Simraj is offering her a big promotion.
0: Yeah. yeah. She can become Empress. Yeah. Apparently,
1: the old Empress is dead.
0: May she live forever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and like, this, this was weird to me. Like, Simraj explains that the Shanshan Emperor, Emperor, Empire is just gone right now. Like, the whole yeah. Imperial family is dead. And Shandar's in chaos. This is abrupt. Yeah. Did she do This could, could she, she
2: must have, this? right? That's the implication. Yeah, yeah, she she uh, destroyed the entire imperial court.
0: All, yeah. all I could think is, I hope Twan stays hidden because, like, that seems mm-hmm. to be the only thing that's keeping her alive right now. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Well, either way, uh, Surath is getting offered the job. Um, after what happened to the old empress, I'm not sure I'd be real excited about that job, but yeah, uh, here we are. You know, I really like this meeting
2: where Samira was just like, Well, you know, the empress is dead, like, I may have killed her, and Surath is like, Oh crap, now I'm gonna have to go, like deal with whoever's the replacement empress. And Samira's just like, no, 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 no. I I killed her. I killed all the replacements. I killed all their families, all their friends. I killed all the people in the building. Like, isn't that
1: obvious? <laughs> she's like, there's a lot of blood. <laughs> 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 like a whole lot of blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Siroth doesn't actually handle the offer very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th-
0: I think part of it is she's just been so, like, brainwashed in this crazy-ass Shan Chen life. Like, she just can't even comprehend that, like, the whole chain of whatever is destroyed.
1: Yeah, it, se- it seems like there's definitely like a weird cultural thing happening where mm-hmm. she's like, she's like, I'm happy that the empress is dead because that means I get to be empress, but I'm also sad the empress is dead because I, the empress was supposed to live forever. Or so, you know, it's like this whole thing. You
2: know, it's kind of funny how the Shanchan culture is so alien from Hajj's culture because Hajj is from three thousand years ago, right? But yeah. Samiraj seems to be seems to get along pretty normally in modern like the local culture of the places we've seen before, but Shanshan is this completely other thing. I wonder how that happened.
0: Yeah. I wish we could have seen from that perspective. I want to see what's going on over in that land. I'm sure yeah. we will so at some
1: We've got it. I mean, like, I'm sure there's going to be Shanda, Shandar chapters eventually.
0: I want to see Shandar. I want to see Tremolking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, cut to Pevara,
2: who is meeting with the Red Aja head, uh, Sutama, who is intense.
1: No. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We have our plucky White Tower detectives. Uh, they're sort sort of still doing their thing, but I'm still into them. I like. I, I know that they got a little dark and in inquisition-y, but I'm still kind of into their whole deal, you know? Yeah.
0: This Sutama lady, though, like, uh, her oh, no. place sounds awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's, <laughs> yeah. she's just, fun. just, it's
0: all red, and there's, like, enormous rubies that are carved into things. It sounds pretty great.
2: Yeah, but she was part of the unpleasantness of 20 years ago, whatever the hell that was.
1: Yeah, the, the, they still don't... We still don't know exactly what it was, but I think it's implied that it, that was one of the dark friend things, right? It's, like, it's,
2: Yeah, it's, it's something involving the Red Aja and the Black Aja, and it, it led to the Amarlin Seat dying or something.
1: Yeah, I think they killed or tortured an Amarlin Seat, and, that, yeah, and that's so when sh- swan, swan became the Amarlin.
2: And so she's been... Tuzama has been in exile on like the farm doing hard labor or whatever ever since.
0: Yeah, and she's like she came back and she was hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you can swear mother's milk in a cup. I was like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <"Whoa."> <laughs> Boob. <laughs> Boob juice. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: I got I got a little tired of reading it. It was who was the guy there was the guy who was always he was the he was the the guy from Saladar, right? Who was always cursing all the time. He was always talking about flaming, From Shinar, yeah. You talking yeah. about Uno, right? Yeah, I mean. you yeah. It was the same thing. Like those two should get together and just curse at each other all day. <laughs> I know you they'd know, probably
1: they'd get along it.
2: great. <laughs> uh, we get a little news of the world as they're catching up with you know their super
1: slow letters that come to them. They've got a letter from Sashal, uh, which I think is one she's one of the ones who works for Rand, right? That's right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Also, I think she's a dark friend.
1: Alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think we've actually had a chapter from her perspective where she's like, I'm a dark friend in my head, but also I want to help Ren get to the Tarman Gaiden so the dark one can kill him. That's why I'm helping Ren get to the Tarman Gaiden. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they sit and
2: agree, basically, on Pevara's plan to bond the Ashaman
1: with red Aja people. Yeah, it's a hot new thing to bond Ashaman uh, so everyone should get on it, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah. And then Pevar goes to meet Yukiri, the Black Aja hunt is stalled by the cell structure of the Black Aja terrorists.
1: I know, they were doing so well and now they keep hitting these dead ends because all of their leads are out of the tower right now, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, that, that civil war is really jamming them up.
1: Yeah, but I guess they catch another lead in that Taline is asked to a super spooky big bad guy meeting. Yeah. Which, <laughs> they're like, there's like a few different reasons that they might have me do this. It's like to give me a task or to like reward me. Or to murder and torture me. I'm guessing it might be that last one.
2: (laughs) And then they talk politics for a while. Um, They discuss trying to get Elida to go public with the Black Aja. You know, to shake the case loose. Yeah. But then Sien meets with them. And uh, (laughs) she just had a meeting with Elida. Uh And, uh (laughs) uh-oh. Apparently, Elida didn't want them to hunt Black Aja. She just wanted them
1: to find some, like... Treasonous letters from She's all from the all VRM, yeah. yeah, she might have slightly misinterpreted Elida's intention and started this whole Inquisition thing by accident.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Oops. Oops. <laughs> and so now oh, yeah. Elida is back on the list of potential Black Ashes.
1: Yep.
0: Cut two. All the Arun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Still pretty worked up about her whole touched by the Dark One thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. get over it already. Come on. Uh, well, Dramatic much? The, but... the Dark One. Same thing. (laughs) Where did he touch you? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently on her forehead. She keeps Uh, putting her hand there. She's thoroughly disgraced. Uh she has to have herself beaten every morning. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. Yeah, Yeah, that's Elida's I remember that Elida did that, right? Right. Um She has to go check her email, (laughs) her evil mail. (laughs) 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 Yeah, she picks up some a secret message. We get a little
2: slice of life in the white Aja quarters. None of the white Aja we've ever met have been actually like dispassionate. Yeah, isn't that their whole, supposed to be their whole deal? Yeah, cool and rational and logical, and they're all like kind of brimming with anger and, and losing their cool constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even more than the other Aes Sedai. This is weird. Yeah. It's very weird. But she is on to the Black Aja hunters, although she doesn't know it yet. She knows something funny's going on with
1: Yukiri. Yeah, not great news. Yeah, the game is afoot. hmm.
2: So speaking of Black Aja's, we cut to
1: Galena. Who's, another one I wish had died would just die already by the way yeah it would be good if she died <laughs> yeah
2: uh, she's enjoying some slave recreation
1: yeah still enslaved by that oath rod
2: yeah uh, she should not have sworn on that oath rod that was a dumb idea
1: yeah uh, I mean I, I'm sure she didn't feel like she had a choice at the time but I think it's a whole lot worse than if she had just let him kill her or something
2: right I mean it's it's lucky they haven't told her to tell them the truth or anything like that
1: <laughs> right I mean like they could know they could know real fast exactly that she, you know what she is yeah I feel like this is though Thorada isn't quite as bad as an Adam, but like not a whole lot better either, you know?
2: Yeah, agreed. And then let's see. Then she is suddenly grabbed by Gaul and kneeled and taken to parent.
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, uh, I was I was not happy about this. I was like, this feels too much like a rescue and Galena super doesn't deserve to be rescued. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah she's she's broken though, right? Even through this whole thing, she's just completely thinking about what Therava's gonna do to her.
1: This is this is the the, the, the kind of weird fucked upness of the Oath Rod is that because she swore to obey her, she can't not obey her. like It's like a compulsion. Yeah, but
2: she, she talks about how it's she wants to do what Therava said, but Therava didn't order her to come back at that time or whatever. True. Thirava just suggested it, and she's just terrified of being tortured.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: And then uh, they bring her in to meet Perrin, who is... Plotting some kind of rescue for Fayil, because of course he is.
1: Yeah, she's, she's, she's pretty out of her element in Perrin's camp. She notices that no one seems to care that she's an Aes Sedai, and it really creeps her out. Yeah. <laughs> this camp has seen some shit, lady. Oh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> They're like, oh, another one, huh? <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, she tries to do Aes Sedai manipulation on Perrin, and it
1: bounces off. Oh my god, I loved this exchange. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she goes into it, she's like, doing her Aes Sedai bluff. She bluffs as hard as she can, and it just blows right past Perrin. He's like... Super not interested in her Aes Sedai drama. He's like, How about them fails, eh? <laughs> yeah. And so she starts on barreling. She's like, Can you talk to this guy? Like, and Caroline's just like, you just saw it. That super doesn't work on him.
2: <laughs> he's like, no, lol.
1: <laughs> nope. <laughs> and sure enough, Parent like, interrupts that like brief exchange. He's like, excuse me, I know you guys have some talking to you, but can you please look at my map? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like, I imagine Parent is just hearing like, womp, 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 Fahil, womp, womp, womp.
0: And He's like,
1: we're Fahil on map.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Show Parent.
1: And she's like, dude, I'm an Aes die. I'm with the White Tower. We're kind of a big deal, and you don't want to cross us. And he's like... Wear Fail on map. <laughs> <laughs> really Wear Fail on map. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Galena Galina is not making much headway against our emo wolf parent. <laughs>
2: but sadly, parents' plan now hinges on Galena passing a message to Fael. Which she resolves not to do because she's just the worst.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: no kidding.
1: But the message is great. He's like, tell Fayil, when the fog rolls in and the wolves howl by day, I'll come for her. And Gillian is <laughs> Gal- <Galena's> like, sure.
2: <laughs> okay, sure. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, now punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> parents are like, no, I will not. And Marilyn's like, I will do that.
0: <laughs> what was up with asking about the wise ones only drinking water?
1: Oh, he was, like, I I think it was exactly what Galena thought, that he was looking for, like, a weakness or, like, a, or something like that. Oh,
0: all right.
1: He he mentioned that there was drunkenness, and he's, like, hoping for an advantage there, I think.
2: Well, yeah, I think that the Aiel are drunken because the Shido, their culture is dissolving, and they're all freaking out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, he's looking for an angle in that. Okay. Yeah. Which, Uh, by the way, is a little weird,
1: like sensitive Culturally Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah yeah There's a There's like the, a history there that I, th- that I feel like this is like Yeah
2: there's a lot of like Native Americans In in the Aiel culture And to have them to be like Even though they They have Usquay right They brew their own Hard liquor That all of a sudden They're like Getting addicted to the fire water And falling apart Yeah That's it's, weird It's a little dumb Yeah
1: But um, I, 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 I get that it's meant to be Like a representation Of the, the the collapse of their culture Like you said But it's just It does have a little bit of like Yeah A flavor to it that Tone deaf that, yeah, yeah yeah A little tone deaf um so yeah uh berlaine just knocks the crap out of the Berlin. <laughs> yeah. like hey could you just you know give me a little tap on the cheek make it look convincing and yeah. just like fuck out <laughs> <laughs> like yeah.
0: berlaine does not fuck around
1: she's yeah. like it's like oh uh yeah then it's actually she doesn't
2: fuck around like symbolically oh yeah yeah she
1: fucks around you know
2: actually does she actually do that like she's always seducing but does she actually close the deal ever
1: uh i think she mentions that she rarely does like only for special occasions yeah
2: but whatever you know Yeah, yeah galena back to the the camp i cannot wait for this plan to go off with perrin
1: yeah oh yeah i guess more torture for galena too uh, oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. Who cares? Yeah, good riddance. So,
0: Speaking of slapping,
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, Egwene is now a captive of some fractious Aes Sedai.
1: Yeah, care a lo- care a lot more about this one, you know. Yeah, uh, she's had plenty of torture, thank you very much. <laughs> and the Aes Sedai are, are backbiting and sniping at each other and
2: are not working together very well. But they do take Egwene into the tower, and Nicola is there. Yeah, <laughs> like this person who is trouble.
1: Yeah, you know, I I just feel like uh, she made a mistake. She chose poorly, and uh, sorry, you know, sorry, yeah. kid. Screw her. Yeah. yeah, she she thought that the the tower ice that I would be nicer to her. There's this funny moment where they're like, "What did you do to our car? Your our harbor chain? Can you fix it?" Quinter's like, ha, ha, Quindler bitches, <laughs> <laughs> can't do anything about that." Yeah, maybe you could sell it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was great. <laughs> Uh, and
2: yeah, apparently Lyane has been caught too. So Lyane was at the South Harbor, yeah. or no, at the North Harbor. I would have done better.
1: And she apparently did half of it. It's just, right. She's she their their harbors are pretty still pretty well. Uh, yeah, that's that's still pretty good. Uh, this didn't even occur to me, but Egwene kind of thinks about the fact that she because she's a Dreamwalker, she can basically keep running things from the prison right? Yeah. Like she doesn't need a channel to do that. Yeah, like I, I at the end of the last
2: book, I was like, oh man, this is total complete screw up by Egwene. Like what the hell was she thinking? This is gonna be really annoying chapters to read. But at the end of this chapter, I was thinking, these people in the White Tower are boned and they do not know it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they just like swallowed the poison pill. Yeah, <laughs> like
2: Iguane will never stop. <laughs> yeah, Iguane yeah. will has, has powers they can't even comprehend, and now she's on the
1: island. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This this whole time they're like, oh, you know, they're 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 talking to her as if she's like, what she think, what they think she is. This like. Dumb kid who's been put up as a puppet and and mm-hmm. doesn't and they're like oh we're probably gonna kill you and they're like why well, is she hysterical about this and Egwene's like I'm just watching yeah. <laughs> like, gathering information yeah they they
2: they make her a novice and they send her to Sylviana who's the mistress of novices to basically beat some sense into her mm-hmm. uh, and Sylviana's actually pretty gentle with her and Egwene's like. Okay, well when's the
1: beating's gonna start? You know, I can't wait to see if my wise one torture resistance training holds <laughs> up. Yeah, I mean like think about this, like before the wise ones, she was a Shan Chen captive where they actually tortured her like a lot, you yeah, know? Like, and the wise ones weren't exactly soft, so like the White Tower, they don't they cannot they cannot break Igwane.
2: Igwane like, is a real hard case. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I didn't even think of it until it happened at the very end of the chapter, but she can still dream. She yeah. can still mm-hmm talk to people
1: yeah she can report in she can run shit from from inside of an nice isolated prison and really she, easily she sees
2: how broken the tower is on the inside and she's immediately going to tell swan about it right oh yeah, yeah.
1: it's awesome yeah no this is this is fantastic uh she's she, and she's got lane in there too so she's even got a prison buddy you know <laughs> yeah um and but Egwene, because she's a bro
2: she warns Sylviana about the shan dream
1: yeah and and for what for what it's worth they don't immediately dismiss it they're like well we'll think about this you yeah, know
2: sylvia seems fairly reasonable yeah you know?
1: i mean she's 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 tough but it seems like she's at least not like you know unreasonable
2: yeah and uh, then they take their their plan is to keep it going in the novice quarters and just have her shielded or drugged all the time but still go to her lessons yeah this is a
1: t- stupid plan but it's elida's plan, so that it's not actually that surprising uh, yeah it's, it's not out of character for elida to do something that's dumb yeah um,
2: yeah, what I wrote down is Egwene is gonna eat these people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm actually super excited about this arc of Egwene tearing down the White Tower from the yeah. inside.
2: And she like as she's going to sleep for the dream, like the ones that are shielding her are like reading books and not paying attention, like few people, <laughs> yes. sweet summer
1: children. Yeah, you don't even know. You don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know what's about to happen to you. Yeah, it, it, this is great. Uh, overall, I really enjoyed this prologue. Like a lot of characters, I enjoyed like a lot of like little little tidbits. You, you mentioned there were a couple things that you didn't care for, like what, what specifically do you... Oh, well, I thought the Surath stuff sucked. Yeah, I, that's that's true, but there's, I... Like,
2: all that, there's this incredible, like, multi-layered political situation going around that I don't think we have enough information to actually parse, mm-hmm. and so it just throws a bunch of names and, like, meaningless inferences at it. It's just boring.
0: Yeah, it was a and lot and of speculation. Yeah,
2: well, all, all that it actually conveyed to us is that Suroth is freaking out and she bites on Rodel Itaraldi's bait. Yeah, it well... It like
1: one page. I, I enjoyed reading it because uh, I want horrible things to happen to Sir Ross, so it was just like, oh yeah, Sir Ross day is getting worse. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, I was really excited about that. Yeah.
2: And also, I felt like, oh, by the way, Samir Haj killed all the Shanshan Shan or something. That was weird and abrupt because that's been
1: built up for a lot for since book two or something, right? Yeah, I was I was wondering about that too. Like, like I, I was... I had two thoughts. One... Samiraj isn't responsible for this there's something else going on there that she's just claiming responsibility for because she does that yeah. or two like she's lying because like if they could do that at any time why would they not do that already or or, or if they like why now you know it just seemed like a weird a weird thing to happen all of a sudden yeah. unless it was just like Robert Jordan like trying to <laughs> right. tie it's, off loose ends he's like doing
2: the math oh, I'm not
1: going to get to that, oh, that Samiraj got him <laughs> yeah <laughs> problem solved Simuras killed all the, all the bad guys.
2: But, you know, the, the fights were great. You know, the guy can write. It's yeah. good.
1: Yep. And like I said, I'm really excited about Egwene's uh, arcs here so far. You yeah. know. Uh So we actually had a question from a listener. Uh, something, this is from uh, Brianna. And she asked something that she's always wondered about, fictional prophecy, not just in this series, but in general. Uh, essentially, there are two options. It could be... A prophecy is a set of things that need to happen in order for the chosen one to do the chosen one things or uh and and therefore needs these are things that need to be manipulated to make the good the good outcome happen or it could just be reporting where the prophecy is like these are the things that are going to happen and they just start happening Mm -hmm. um so it's more like it's like a deterministic versus like prescribed i guess you know like so so the question is Which one do we think it is uh, When in the Wheel of Time series?
2: So I guess, like, if if none of these prophecies had been delivered, would that stuff still happen the way that it was supposed to happen? Yeah.
1: Uh, I think it's an interesting question, and I don't know that I know the answer in terms of, like, this particular series. I know that Rand perceives it as the former. He thinks that these are things that he has to do in order to to fulfill the prophecy of the dragon. Because he treats it like a checklist, right? Like, he's like, okay, I need to go to... The, I, I figured this one out, and you go to the Aiel and and bring in the Aiel army and break Ruidian or you know something like that. So, mm-hmm. so that's the way Rand perceives it for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the way I disagree with Rand, mm-hmm. uh, although his his method has apparently paid off pretty well, so good for him. But. I feel like the, what prophecies are are glimpses of the pattern, right? Yeah. Because we, we, there's this metaphor of the pattern where all the lives are threads that are woven together and it has a certain shape that you don't get to see because you're just a thread in the pattern. Mm-hmm. But the pattern is you know, 3D or whatever, so you can be on a high point occasionally if you're a particularly receptive person and you can see what's going to happen. And I think that the, the pattern is actively weaving itself trying to make those things happen. And the pattern happens. The pattern is like forward and backward in the future and stuff too. Right. So I think that they are glimpses of the future, and I think that they are inevitable. See, so that's it, it's
1: interesting you say it's that because like, it's d- like a memory of the future.
0: It, that, w- that would be backed up by Matts with the rolling of the dice too when he makes a decision, the dice stop rolling.
1: Yeah. So it, it's interesting you say that because I actually I think that something you said tickled my mind and that's the Tavarin idea so mm-hmm. the idea is that Tavarin are agents of the pattern and the pattern puts them in there yeah. to do certain things the idea as I understand it is that Tavarin do have decisions and choices more so than anyone else uh, and they shape the pattern with their decisions so that makes me think that it's possible that Rand is like because he's like the biggest Tavarin that's ever uh-huh. Tavarin uh, might be one of the only ones who can make those kinds of alterations to the pattern. Yeah, that,
2: that's very interesting. Yeah, so the rules might be just different for
1: him and Matt and Perrin and Bella. <laughs> and, and, and maybe Nynaeve and Egwene and you know, a couple a handful of other people. Definitely Bella.
2: Yeah, that's... Yeah, I've always thought of Tavarin as being like... Not that they have a lot of choices, but that like they're it's like the pattern is grabbing those threads and yanking them into place. And so they drag everybody else with them, but it's not like they themselves
1: have a lot of agency. Yeah, it. it you, so there's the other side of it and, and, and,
2: the, and I always thought kind of like the way the pattern kind of influences people remember like the only reason Rand was born the way he was was because Tigraine got a prophecy from that Aes Sedai that's true and yeah. went off into the went waste off. yeah and then, and then the Laman like 2000 years ago that Kyrenian guy like got that branch from the Ail and then the later king was a jerk and burned the branch or what the heck ever yeah, burned the throne and so the Ail war happened so that Rand could be born in the right place like, all that stuff is like the pattern making it happen you know yeah mm-hmm. this is this is it. like just going in and twiddling one little thing to make the outcome happen 2,000 years later. yeah
1: so the question well that and that's that definitely makes sense but the question is was all of that twiddling to make this pattern shaper exist right like this the, mm-hmm. the there's this idea of the two warring forces between the the dark one and the 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 maker or whatever the creator I can't what they call him. Uh, creator it, yeah. yeah and the idea could be that you know it's it all this shaping has been trying to make the the one that's going to make the right choices or make the choices that they want but I don't know I wonder uh, so something that occurred to me that's kind of the opposite of it is Min right so Min is somebody who has these visions and Min's visions always come true that's right? what
0: I was thinking it's set in it's set in place ahead of time
1: interesting yeah it's yeah. an interesting question
0: that was a great question thank you
1: yeah thanks
2: Brianna yeah so that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to cover chapters 1 through 5 of Knife of Dreams. I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter.
0: I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Bluebonnet Cafe on Instagram because I don't Twitter.
2: <laughs> I'm Marcus like Sparkman. I don't have any of those. <laughs> if you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We
0: love hearing from you.
2: And if you ask us a question, we may answer it on air. Um, please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially on iTunes. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com/slash Armadillo Podcasting Club. Until next time,
0: the the light light illumine you.